Welcome to the Weight Loss for Women podcast, a place where we share everything you need to know about restoring your metabolism so you can eat more, train less, and lose weight in a healthy and sustainable way. I'm Kitty Bloomfield, co-founder of New Strength and Saturated, creator of probiotic food supplements and seriously saturated skincare. And today, <laughs> I'm here with my co-host, <laughs> Craig McDonald, and we're just laughing because we've decided to, you know, go legit with our podcast. Mm. And uh, we set it up in our level two living room. So we've got a three story house. And uh, yeah, we've had a few fights trying to set this bad boy up. So, yeah, I think it was a taste of uh, us if we were ever going to do renovating. So, yeah, so we can't handle this. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be doing that. But yeah, we put in all the, the black blinds. So we tried to get out as much natural light, and I stuck the plants and I grabbed some lamps from our side tables and put them behind. So he's just got to perfect the lighting is the final thing. Yeah, and he's got the shits too because we've got the round table and he wanted, he wanted to get a square table. But we <laughs> went by our friend Shay's recommendation. So I'm it's good. Cool. I'm just going to blame Shay, Shay Dog. Uh, so anyway, here we are in our very first recording, our first podcast yes. in our... I think as the podcast go on, we'll yeah. progressively look Yeah, better. better. Yeah. But look, I think, you know, my motto... <laughs> Who cares about the details? <laughs> Close enough is good enough. We just bang this first one out and then we improve as we go along, right? Yeah, because, yeah, look. Progress over perfection. Exactly, exactly. And plus, you know, I don't want to be recording this shit at six o'clock and I'm hungry and we're having our dinner. Plus, Dazza needs to, you know, make an appearance in the gym and uh, do a leg press reel. You know, anyway, welcome, Craig. Thank you. Yeah. Am so, I supposed to look at the cameras? I don't know. No, Joe Rogan never looks at his camera. Doesn't he? Yeah, no. well. He's obviously a very legit podcaster, yeah. so yeah. So today's episode is about squat bench deadlift. Are these exercises I should be including my program? Yeah, if we go back about, what, for maybe three or four years ago, I would have said absolutely. Um, and I think that was probably more to do with, you know, the coaching that I'd had from, you know, like, so like Damon and then Thomas and whatever, who were, you know, kind of powerlifting-centric coaches but i think that was uh great from a fundamental standpoint like understanding that you know a squat movement is the same as a leg press movement is the same as a hack squat in terms of like the knee joint and the, the hip joint and all those sort of things moving so i was very much a big believer back then of kind of going okay you need to learn every person needs to learn those foundation movements the, the squat pattern the hinge pattern and the push pattern well maybe you're right though people do need to learn those movements but they don't necessarily need to do the bench press yeah, well, the so, low bar so, back squat. So the actual barbell yeah. back squat, or yeah. the, the actual barbell bench press, and, and well, the deadlift we well, still include because because I would I would say that you still like to program some variation of or the deadlift or conventional deadlift, deadlift. But I think when it comes to the squat, the low bar back squat, and the bench press, that they're the two that you don't often. Yeah, it depends on the individual and their their goals. Like if they say like I want to squat, I want to learn to squat, and I want the squat to be you know part of my physical transformation you take all those sort of things into account but then you've just got to see how much time and effort is going to take for that person to actually get good at it because they are skill-based movements and anything that's skill-based requires time and during that learning phase there's probably not going to be enough output of stimulus you know for that person to be actually getting you know the, the adaptations that's going to create muscle growth you know from a programming standpoint generally what we'd like to do is kind of go okay let's use like a dumbbell squat which is like an anterior loaded squat where you're holding the dumbbell in front that's going to keep you a bit more upright and you can learn the hip stability and core stability and 
pelvic awareness element of that. And you can do that and, and learn the skill part of the actual squat pattern. And then you might program like a leg press straight after, which is going to be a pure output movement, right? So you're still doing hip and knee flexion, but you sit in the chair, you strap yourself in and you push the plate. Like there's not a lot that's going on. So let, let's just strip it back. Cause I feel like if I was a woman listening to this and the women that come to us typically want to improve their body composition. So being toned is simply having more muscle and then having less fat over it. So what, how do you build muscle? Craig and I've had some conversations about this many times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I said, well, yeah, we I talk mean, about uh, mechanical uh, tension. And <laughs> yeah. Well, you've got to create, create mechanical, mechanical tension, tension, which is essentially the weight, the external weight that you're using to, you know, stimulate your target tissues. And then you need to be taking that particular set as close to absolute muscular failure as possible. With and good form. Though. With, with good with form. Good form. Yeah, so yeah. That, so you can't let your form break down. So it's, is there a question in there? Yeah, there well, I was going to, but keep going. Yeah. No, no, you go. Yeah. So feeling like this is where a lot of women go wrong. And this is where I went wrong when I first started training and I wanted that tone and athletic body is I didn't realize how strong I needed to be to actually build muscle. And, you know, I thought that doing a lot of the, you know, the boot camps and the hit and the, or the classes, I think where I was falling down is that I was lifting lights. Was I lifting lights? I was lifting lights. I was lifting weights. What sort of fucking <laughs> classes where you lift lights? So I was lifting weights that were far too far too light so it was a weight that you know i could have maybe failed at 30 but i was only doing 15 um so therefore it wasn't building muscle yeah so maybe talk a little bit more about that and then we can go into why the squat and the bench press may not be the best exercises if you're unless you're powerlifting to actually build muscle and why as i mentioned before the external weight that you use and taking that particular set to failure with that external weight is what creates the, the, the mechanical tension which then creates the stimulus and the adaptations for muscle growth all right so you've got to be pushing a set as hard as you can to absolute muscular failure in order to do well, that. would you yeah. say muscular or technical failure well to me they're the same thing right but let's just to clarify so like muscular i would think muscular failure is like well so really you just yeah, want to push it it, it, it it depends on the exercise you're doing kit so yeah. like if you're doing a leg press it's really hard to fuck up a leg press because it only goes one way it comes down and it goes yeah. up right but, but, but on a squat you've got more stability elements yeah and your chest can fall forward Forward, so therefore you can move the stimulus from your quads more into your hips and your glutes yeah. so it does depend on the exercise so i think and and this again coming back to that skill part that i was saying that if the skill requirement for you as an individual is going to be so much that you're never actually getting close to muscular failure because your skill breaks down before you before reach you that. actually yeah. reach the point where your muscles are actually truly working yeah then it's probably not an exercise at this stage that makes sense for you to do yeah because I mean right. we've seen it in our program too like women they just take especially I think when you're doing online yes like if you can work with someone one-on-one -on -one, I think you'll progress quicker if you're benching and yeah you know squatting like when I work with Thomas or when I worked with you in person or my skills improve much quicker yes but I think when you're doing not to say that you can't because you know there's women in our program that have improved a lot but like you say it's just such a even I find it still hard yeah you know, and it really, like when you, there's so many things to think about and it's so energy intensive. And that's the point, right? So it's, again, you start getting a little bit more nuanced and kind of going, well, my goal is about maximal muscle I growth, growth, right? Yeah. If at any point there's an exercise within your training structure that doesn't allow to create the maximum stimulus on a per set basis, then it doesn't make sense to do. 
Mm. right and you know if you kind of go yeah i want that but i also want to compete in powerlifting or something like that which is skill it's like well okay then you you obviously you have to squat because that's Mm. part of the event but if if that's not what you're doing like for me personally like i'm a very good squatter i've squatted for a long time i've been taught by some really good coaches and you know like i've been doing a really long time but in all honesty like even for me i can still push a, a set of squats really really hard but i can't push it as hard as i can on a set of hack squats yeah, true. Because yeah, it's a so... squat or a leg press or something yeah. like that. And I think from that perspective, like even for me, you know, like my, my quads now are as big as they've ever been. And I haven't squatted for 12 months. Would you also say, and this is probably more relevant to advanced lifters, is it that stimulus to fatigue ratio? Like, yeah, you so know, that's not... the next part of it too, is yeah. that especially for taller individuals, like for me, I've got longer legs. So the, the eccentric portion to control that movement. So when you're squatting down, you'll see a lot of people, they'll drop into the squat and they'll bounce out of the squat, right? That's very much an Olympic lift thing because they, they use momentum and inertia in order to move those kind of loads. But when your goal is, bodybuilding or is to build as much muscle as, as possible your goal is to own every inch of that movement so you don't want any momentum you don't want any quick changes of direction your muscles have to be doing the work in a squat as you drop into it and you and you bounce that drop off is so big and for me even though like i can control that eccentric because i'm just naturally a taller individual <coughs> That bless you because I'm naturally a taller individual. The eccentric portion takes a bit longer. I've got to kind of slow, like really decelerate as I get close to the bottom and then sort of come up. So, all of that is just is takes more time mm. and it's more energy intensive. And therefore, the, the st- while the stimulus can be quite high, all of that stability and the breathing bracing that's going on also adds a lot more f- to the fatigue. So, for me, even though I'm a good skilled squatter, if I'm taking them to absolute failure, it's also coming with a tremendous amount of fatigue. Yeah. And yeah. It's it's just for me like I think when you're a beginner, you should learn. That's why we do the learn the movement and, pattern and do it. And yeah. Because at that stage, you're not going to be generating enough force or the ability to put the effort and take things right to failure in those those sort of early stages where you're going to get that fatigue element from that. So it doesn't matter. But I think as you progress on, it's something that you just need to be aware of. For me, it's just the doing isn't worth the the return on investment in that, yeah. that point. So uh, you know, again, we're just looking at a squat movement pattern, which is knee and hip flexion. You get the same thing out of our hack squat. I can get locked in, right? I can get really, really tight. I know it's only going to go down and I'm not going to wobble this way or that way or my chest full forward or any of these things that it would happen with a, with a standalone barbell. And I just know that once I get into those grinder reps, I can just keep grinding. As long as I stay tight and just keep pressing and breathing, like that, they're the only things I need to think about. So if I continue to eke out more reps because I can stay tight and continue to breathe and do those things, then the stimulus is massive but fatigue is fatigue less. Is less. I'm not saying they're not fatigued. No, because they are. Push away, but yeah. comparatively to a squat, yeah, they're, yeah, it's much but, less. And you know, I love squatting. I love, you know, I love, I loved powerlifting. But you know, when I was doing that program and when I was getting up, you know, to like 120 for eight, I was just yeah. and failing at eight. Yeah, I was wrecked. Yeah. You yeah, know, because it's, it's so hard. taxing. Even though, and I was like, even though I love it, I was like, no, I can't do them anymore. This is too. And, and again, I, I know some people who are good squatters, like like um, Nathan Wallace, you're yeah. a great bodybuilder, really good squatter. You know, I mean, his body is really, you know, I never want to kind of go down that road. It's like, oh, some people are just made for squatting. You know, I'm like, we've all got two kneecaps and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, hips yeah. and one spine. Like, we're all built the same. But there are some people that, you know, if they've got sort of shorter femurs and, you know, sort of comparison with their, with their torso, it just makes it easier and it's a bit more of a natural movement it's a natural position for people to get into a lot easier especially when you're progressing load he is definitely one of those guys but when you look at him as a from a bodybuilder and a muscle building perspective like he squatted but he also did 
leg presses and he mm. also did hack squats and he did lunges and he did mm. leg extensions it wasn't just the one movement that he did he did everything so you know could he have still built those same legs not squatting absolutely because he knows how to train hard in all those other movements could he have built the same legs just squatting only and leg extensions because you would need that well maybe because he's very good at it would that be productive use of his time probably not because for him he would be in the gym for like three or four hours if he only did squats with the weights that he uses and the warm which obviously time. is not really relevant to our audience it's but not, so let's, it isn't but let's i'm just talk- saying from an extreme example yeah. it's just it's the, the point is it's like if you're good at it cool yeah. do it yeah, and if you enjoy if you it want to do it yeah so what you're basically but, saying is potentially if you're new to lifting and your goal is to come in and improve your body composition as quickly as possible because let's face it we all want to get there quicker we don't say quick it's not super quick but like let's say 12 months then potentially you might be better off instead of say low bar back squatting or high bar squatting or front squatting doing a hack squat or a pendulum squat or yeah. a leg press yeah or maybe leg press on top of those or yeah. a v squat or something because it's the skill component of it is much easier easier to learn therefore you can push it to muscular failure because you're not your form isn't breaking down yes before you actually reach that point yeah makes yeah. sense yeah <laughs> and and then like i would actually argue the bench press is probably the hardest one to get right yeah and is so it much... not that stimulating for your chest is it that is well, it it's, oh, it's no. still it's still stimulating and you can still push it hard and i think a bench press comparatively to a squat it's mm. generally like mm. you are going to fail mm. a lot quicker on that and generally mm. failure is true failure with a bench press so from that perspective it can be more stimulating because the thing is most people give up with legs because it's just too painful, hard right yeah, it's, yeah. it's painful yeah, right? it is. Like, i don't want to do another rep you know? it's scary like, you feel like you're gonna get squash yeah on a squat yeah. too yeah. yeah bench press lesser to that degree especially if you've got a spotter or you're doing it in a rack where you've got the rack pins in so like, if you can't get it just let it drop but it catches you know so and most people like once they're pushing like there's no more you can't mentally grind out another rep like once you fail in a press it's that's game over mm-hmm. so it can still be stimulating i think for females it has less application because generally with like to, you know if we think about the pec fibers and how they run like your, your pec max and pec minor and that sort of thing so like a horizontal pressing movement in that plane where you're not going to get as much range of motion and females obviously don't need to focus so much on that area because they've got you really care so much about chest you know it's yeah. all right the legs yeah that's the right ass. but for an incline yeah. press because the upper part of the chest yeah. that's a separate the shoulders muscle. yeah yeah, up, yeah. Front um, horizontal print yeah, yeah like those sort of things that yeah. makes sort of sense to do I'm a big fan of incline smith presses or you know dumbbell incline presses that sort of thing so would you say instead of a bench press perhaps do a dumbbell bench press yeah dumbbell yeah, bench yeah yeah, yeah. it's a better can, can angle it's easier it converges on a, yep. a bit better of an angle yeah. and I, I think it's just a better movement if mm. if you want to target that for sure and yeah. then obviously deadlift you're like deadlifts the the one you know yeah <laughs> the one that everyone should be doing so so obviously you would still put the deadlift in as a skill movement like the squat bench press but the skill requirement is much much less you know and because you pull it from the concentric portion like you know if you're pulling it from the floor Mm. it's the explosive part first then the eccentric all you do is walk up to a bar you grab it you sit into it and pull yourself tight and you stand up like it's mm. that's how it was explained to me on day it's one. pretty it's pretty and easy that's pretty much all yeah you, really you don't have to have a lot of finesse as you always tell me no, I'm, I'm a lot of... as long as you keep the bar close to your shins and yeah. it travels in a relatively straight line and you, you just keep your tilt up like there's, there's not a lot that can go wrong you know and even though that there's that stigma out there certainly by therapists who are built yeah. like you're talking about and, that and, big and argument you and libby had with that guy on one of her posts one day about yeah. the deadlift yeah he's just like oh most people get that was hilarious whatever, and i'm just like oh i've been doing this for like 12 years it still hasn't happened yet like you know, know it's just obviously it's just, if you're doing it incorrectly before i met you it would always hurt my lower back because i was sitting into it now that i know how to do it and you know i've lifted some pretty bloody heavy deadlifts and i've never hurt i broke my squatting but 
yeah, never hurt myself. The, but the bar yeah. fell off you, yeah. not not because of the actual squat that's itself. Right. Yeah, but yeah. then so the, dead, the deadlift, like, never, never hurt my back ever. Deadlifting. No. No, and, and again, like you can do anything wrong and it can potentially cause an issue. But I, I think, yeah, with the deadlift more than anything else, it's just, it's it's a much easier movement. It creates a lot of stimulus. You can get a lot of output from it. And it's just one of those things that I found where it really creates a lot of grit. You use, I feel like you use so many muscles, like in your posterior yeah, chain. Yeah, there's, there's a lot definitely happening with yeah. it. But because it's sort of like, you know, it's an empty barbell on the ground, you walk up to it, you get tight and you stand up with it. Like it's the rawest level of strength, in my opinion, in terms of what anyone could do. You know, chin-ups are great, but if you've, you've got a lot of weight on your body and you're not particularly strong, you're never going to do a chin-up until you lose a lot yeah. of weight and get stronger. Same with dips and things like that. The deadlift is just one of those movements that just doesn't discriminate against anyone. And it's like, if you get really strong at that, you will have an above average physique. You always. And, and you see everyone is, in our program, you see the women that get good at deadlifting. Yeah. Yeah, and, you, yeah. and you can see it like in their in their their rear photos you know you can see the traps and the lats and the lower back you know the christmas tree lower back the, the, that, that, that everyone's just like oh you don't want to hurt your lower back i'm like if you build the musculature around me you won't hurt your lower back it's really silly but it's just like that and then the glutes and then the hips and then the hamstrings like it all just targets everything well you can always tell someone who deadlifts you just see a rear photo and you're like oh you can see and goes. they're erectors yeah you know, like always when i do my stiff leg deadlift day so i've got stiff leg deadlifts Bulgarian split squats on the smith machine and then i've got lying leg curls yeah. and every fucking muscle yeah from <laughs> pretty much yeah, like exercise. my neck down to my the top of my calves is sore my rear delts are sore yeah my so traps are sore so my back sore like my erectors are sore but the stimulus yeah. is really really high yeah my like ass said, is sore. it just doesn't you don't need a lot of effort to get good at it. like after a couple of sessions you're generally gonna have yeah. a pretty good idea and it's just you know i've seen it where as people progress with their deadlift and they start to, you know, believe in themselves that they mm. can actually lift some heavy weights off, off the ground, all of a sudden that starts filtering into every other movement they do, whether it's a leg press or a lat pull down or a, you know, bicep curl or whatever it is. They're just like, oh, I've got to continue to get strong because I want my deadlift to continue to go up. But the yeah. reality is the deadlift going up is what's creating, not, not directly, yeah. Yeah. but it's creating that kind of mental fortitude there for people to just go... I need to I need to push everything hard like my deadlift yeah. and it's just like yeah and, and it's so do, empowering your, your, your physique will change it'll be really positive so so good yeah. for those back gains too yeah <laughs> yeah well I mean certainly for women you know like having a you know a nice round bum and you know nice tone back you know like your hamstrings and stuff the separation like that movement's going to do all of that yeah and know, it just so like you think it's like you get so much bang for your buck yeah. in doing a few sets of deadlifts yeah. to failure you know yeah and, and that is one of those skill movements that you can truly push to failure mm. like it's pretty easy to stay tight and keep mm. the bar close like you don't need to think you know in terms of all of those movements we still want to do the movement patterns but the exercise variation doesn't need to be a, a barbell back, back squat, squat or barbell front squat or yeah. barbell bench press yeah you know the barbell deadlift or barbell remaining deadlift bar, barbell stiff leg deadlift sure they're easier movements to do compared to those other ones so instead of doing a back squat you can do a hack squat you can do a smith squat you know, you can do a leg press, you can do a V-squat. There's lots of things you can do. Presses. Obviously, if you don't belong to a gym and you've just got those barbell, you know, if you've just got well, a barbell, then, if you've just got yeah. a rack, you know, yeah. a bench, you have to just have to learn. You just like, have to learn. Yeah, you know, so yeah. I guess it's about going, what do I have access to? And, you know, that's why we're so, if you can, join a gym. But if you can't, then you've just got to become good at fucking back, back squatting. But then, 
it's also like you know if you are someone who's at home and you've only got access to a to a rack and barbell and plates and whatever mm. like don't let what i'm saying deter you from not being able to make progress because, no because you will if you just got it you've yeah, got a lot of our best transformations of all they've all squatted from, from yeah from, like i think about sean she's got a beautiful squat yeah and she yeah. looks amazing she started at 98 kilos and she's yeah. like 72 it took her now a bit more time because she was yeah. learning that skill but yeah. once you got it like it yeah. still can be really really effective but i think the other thing too is like you can do other things that can make your squat a little bit easier you know like obviously use a lifting belt keeps your keeps your core a bit tighter get some um squat wedges or squat shoes to elevate your heels that'll allow for a little bit more depth and you can kind of slow down your eccentrics a little bit which will create more stretch on the quads and make them a lot more quad dominant which would be really really good so you know there are little things that you can kind of do to sort of improve that a little mm. bit more you, you obviously you've got to work with what you've got right if you of course yeah i think that's gonna... where you know i always say to women i'm like at the end of the day like if you get injuries if your work schedules like whatever you know shit's going pear-shaped or like your schedule will only allow you to train two days a week then you've got to say to yourself okay how can i yeah. what's the best that i can do yes. and just be good at that yeah. because doing something is always better than doing nothing and then yeah. just making progress sex i think too many women go well i can't do it perfectly or i can't join a gym so i may as well not start even if you've only got a set of dumbbells, just train with them and then you'll get to the point where you can't progress anymore. Then you can think about buying more equipment, you know. Yeah. It, you may as well start. Yeah. You know, yeah. don't just do nothing. No. Yeah. It doesn't help anyone. But <laughs> yeah. Nothing yeah. gets you no. nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I think it's, it could be, you know, for some people like in that scenario, they just do dumbbell squats. They can do Bulgarian split squats. Mm-hmm. You know, they can do dumbbell yeah. Romanian double. Yeah. Like you can do yeah. all those sort of stuff. So even if you've only got some dumbbells at home, like, I mean, you can have a really stuff good, you can do. Oh, yeah. And you can like, you may as well go into as well with dumbbells. Yeah. Like, you'll be. Yeah, toast. And then get to the point where you're like, okay, I can't do any more with what I have. I can't progress anymore. Then look at buying some more. Instead of going, well, I don't quite have enough. I'm just going to do nothing. Then you just do nothing for six months. Yeah. You know? And like you say, you've got to learn those movement patterns to start with. So you might as well start there. Be the all or something. Not the all or nothing. The all or something. Yes. That's my motto. Close enough is good enough, which Vic and Craig hate sometimes. (laughs) They're like, fuck's sake, kitty. Bit more detail. Would be good. Yeah. A little bit closer would be good, yeah. Eh. Close enough. Too funny. Anyway, that was good. Thanks again. Thanks for coming into the studio, Craig. Oh, no worries. Like right we did kill us, or kill, kill each other in the process. The dogs are asleep down there. Probably can't catch them on the camera. But. And as always, guys, please you know, share, take a screenshot, share the share it on Instagram stories and tag me at K-I-T-T-Y-B-L-O-M-F-I-E-L-D. And then uh, with your biggest takeaway, and each month I pick a winner and they get a tub of Saturay collagen valued at... $79. And if you're new to the podcast or new to following me, grab our seven day eat more train less get results challenge. So this is a great introduction to what we do. We're going to set you up with the basic skills, tools and knowledge to achieve sustainable body composition while improving your health. And I think eating real food, carbs, we don't cut carbs, do we? We eat carbs. Never. We love bloody carbs. Yeah. And so that's, yeah, it's a, it's a really great way to get started. And it has a program that you can do at home just with a set of dumbbells or one that you can do at the gym. So like I said before, don't wait to start. It doesn't need to be perfect. Just start. So I'll pop a link in the show notes to that one. It's a one-off payment of $27 Australian dollars. You get lifetime access. Uh, and we will be back again next week.